Kramer and Jess. On demand. Here's the morning show highlight clip of the day. When your best friend runs out of advice. And your therapist won't return your calls. And how does that make you feel? There's group therapy with Kramer and Jess. Listeners reach out to us when they're going through something in their life and need an outside perspective. So we do our best to give them advice. And then we turn to you so you can help out your neighbor too. Uh, Jennifer from Hunt Valley. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Okay, so what's the issue today? My boyfriend wants me to lie to his parents about how we met, even if it makes me look bad. How, what's the What's the, the story? Like, what, what happened? Well, I'm good friends with his ex-girlfriend, so that's how we actually met, but that's not what he wants me to say to his parents. What would the problem be with you being friends with his ex? There there was an overlapping situation. Uh, we um, started before he ended that other relationship. Um, little messy. Yeah. Little messy. How long were they together for? A couple of years, actually. And how long have, have you guys been together? About four months. Okay. His parents really wanted them to be together, like (laughs) forever, basically. And that didn't happen. So what? What is? Has he told you what he actually wants you to say to his parents? Yeah. So he wants me to say that we met at work, but I don't think that that would fly at all because he's an electrician and. That's something that I I just know nothing about that. Yeah, yeah that sounds like a what, terrible line. What, <laughs> yeah. like, wow. Why would you say that? that? Yeah, because that you know. Oh God. Yeah. So so if they if his parents were to ask me something about work, you know, my yeah. supposed work as an what are you going to say? I, yeah. yeah. There's absolutely nothing that I would be able to say, and also in general, I'm. A really terrible liar. Like, you know, I feel like people know when I'm lying. And yeah, yeah, I really don't want to lie. Okay. No no judgment, but I'm genuinely curious. So what's the play here? Mm -hmm. 410-583-1065. So Jennifer said, listen, I can admit our, our history is a smidge on the messy side, right? I just don't know, now that I'm meeting his parents, he's asked me to be dishonest. I'm not a dishonest person. So should I do this lie he wants me to actually do, or should I just be honest if the question comes up? 410-583-1065. Jess, you want to start? Yeah, honestly, Jennifer, I think just because there's so many people involved outside of you and your and your boyfriend, I think just to make it so you don't get caught by somebody else you might have to let them know i think both of you guys have to because how do we not know, know that the ex is going to read isn't going to reach out to his parents and like what if his mom runs and runs into her at the store you know what i mean god but i can only imagine Unfortunately. I, like to be honest it's none of his parents business it's none of yeah, their it's business not. you know what i mean like like in yeah. a relationship like it's not it's none of their business but how could they not judge you there's yeah. no way they couldn't judge you in this situation. I think I think you're going to have to lie. And I'm not a big proponent of like lying, but in some situations, 
You think so? Even even if what what if something happened where they run into her somewhere else, the ex, and like she reveals actually small, what happened? Small, I think smaller possibility for awkwardness versus I the I think the that's more likely face to face conversation. Is it okay to lie to your boyfriend's parent or I guess your partner's parents if it makes you look better? <laughs> this is tough. Okay, so her name is Jennifer. Jennifer, we, I, to be honest, we, we changed her name. And I, we changed her name. I forget the fake name we gave her. Let's just call her Anonymous. We, our caller. Our caller, because we weren't supposed to say her real name anyways. This is the situation that she's in. So how she got with her current boyfriend, the truth is, is that she basically took her friend's boyfriend. And there was a little overlapping situation there. And now... He doesn't want his parents to know how they actually met and wants her to lie to his parents and say that she's an electrician and yeah, they, they met at work they and met something at work. like that. Really quick, do you tell the Garage Boy story? Uh, well... Okay, uh, so really quick, because well, this is, this is I mean, kind this of my is, life, this isn't is it? pertinent. I mean, this is pertinent to the situation, right? So yeah. if you ever wonder why Garage Boy's name is Garage Boy. It's an, it's inappropriate, something we can't share on the radio. It's not good friendly. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the, the first night that Justin and Garage Boy got together... It's not... It went down. It's neither here nor there. Yeah, but that's... Stays in the uh, garage. That's, but that's the story. Yeah, that's the story. Of the first time y'all met. Mm-hmm. But you don't offer that story up. No, there's certain family members that don't know that story. So what do you say when they say, how do you guys meet? What's the story? We met by mutual friends. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I'm just curious what you guys tell people, you know? Mm-hmm. 410-583-1065. So the question is now, would you... And how many people do have to lie about how they met their significant other. Like, is this a thing? Do you, if, if you do, can you call us 410-583-1065? Like, do you have to lie about how you actually met your significant other? Hey, Courtney from Baltimore, good morning. Good morning. Should she be honest if they ask the question of how they met? Yes, halfway honest. I have an idea. So since she's not a good liar and we don't really want to get too far into the sticky mess of the situation, mm-hmm. I think she should just stick with something like, we met through mutual friends, friends of friends. Now, it happened to be a girlfriend. Okay. And they were So friends. you're like, you're more of like, like, you're like, don't tell the truth, but don't necessarily lie. This might be the safest, though, because let's say everything hits the fan and you right. know, the truth does come out. Technically, she didn't lie because she did okay. say mutual friends. Do we feel- I'm thinking for the future here that it's better to just maybe put a little foot in the door. Friends of friends. Hmm. All right. Do we feel like that's deceptive, though? Do we feel like that's like... If I if I'm the parent and I find that out, am that's I less feel deceptive like than saying that you work for BGE. Like, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? I think it's safe <laughs> enough. <laughs> what? Okay. All right. Thank you for calling us. Okay. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Four ten five eight three one zero six five. Hey, Nick from Joppa. Yeah. Should she be honest with the with his parents if they ask? No. She might as well just keep up that same energy. She was lying to her best friend about sleeping with him. Damn. She might as well just keep it going. He said keep that same energy. Damn. So you're saying you're willing to lie about one thing but not another. So might as well just yeah, keep up with the facade. How, she's going to understand how she's not a dishonest person and she can't lie. She was sleeping with her best friend's boyfriend. I mean, the relationship's not going to last anyway. So she might as well just keep it going. But okay. what if it does last? It's not. Okay. All right, Nick. There he goes. So, all right. Yeah. Bye. All right. That's all we know. Okay, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. I really, I really do want to talk to somebody, though, that has 
has lied about how they met their significant other. And like, does that affect your life at all? If you don't tell the actual truth? Because why? I mean, they go, if it doesn't matter, then it doesn't matter. If it's just a story, it doesn't affect anybody. Why not just lie about it, you know? Mix 1065, it's Kramer and Jess. Who in Maryland is lying about how they actually met their partner? Because listener Jennifer is trying to debate right now. Should I be honest if my new boyfriend's parents ask because they're... The, the truth is not so flattering. Well, I'm good friends with his ex-girlfriend. So that's how we actually met. But that's not what he wants me to say to his parents. So he wants me to say that we met at work. But I don't think that that would fly at all because he's an electrician. And that's something that I, I just know nothing about that. In her situation, there may have been a little bit of crossover between when he was dating his ex-girlfriend and her. So she's like, I don't know how much his parents need to know if that question comes up. We're trying to find people in Maryland, though, that have been in that spot. Like, do you have to or have you ever been dishonest about how you actually met your partner and how did that actually affect the situation? Hey, Elena from Aberdeen. Good morning. Good morning. So you you are not completely honest with how you and your partner met. No, we, um, so we met on Tinder and mm-hmm. for the first three, three and a half years of our relationship, we told his parents that we met at church. Why, why church? Why bring Jesus into it? <laughs> well, because our, our, so our second date was going to each other's churches. Um, Wait, you went from a Tinder like, hookup to church? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Well, we found out we're both Christian, so we went to each other's churches, and he wanted his parents to think that that's how we met, because they're, like, super conservative, and, okay. yeah. you know, um, dating apps are just for hookups, so they would lose their mind and instantly not like me if they found out how we met. Wait, so do they know how you guys actually met now? Now that we're engaged, it kind of came out, and he had a conversation with them. But it's caused a lot of strain on, on our relationship. Wow. Um, so wh- I really wanted to tell them. Now yeah. that, you know, especially after year one, year two, now that since they had gotten to know me, I'm like, Because you hey, feel like you're lying. I really don't feel good about yeah. lying about this. You said church. Church, maybe anything would have been better. But, but now know. you guys are getting married and everything is fine. They don't care. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Um, but it's just like, it would have saved us a lot of strain on our relationship had we just come out with it in the, in so, the so your advice, would your advice be to be like, hey, listen, here's the truth, is like, I was actually a friends with, with his ex-girlfriend and there may have been some crossover between the two? Like, what? Um, yeah, I'd be honest. Okay. Because even if, right. I mean... Honestly, with my situation, it really didn't save them not liking me at the beginning. Yeah. So it's only going to create strain on y'all's relationship. Later just on. be honest from the get-go, okay. and that's just the way to go. Okay. okay. Thank you for calling us. Yeah, of course. You guys have a great day. You too. Uh, this is Dawn in Baltimore. Hey, Dawn. Hi, how are you? Good. You aren't 100% honest about how you and your partner met. Um... I am not 100% honest when I am asked how we met. Um, I have been honest with my my current boyfriend um, about the situation. So what's um, what's the story? Know, well, what's first the off, real story? Can we know the real story? Maybe the story you tell first and then tell us the real story. So if people ask, I just let them know that like we met at a pool party. Um, we met through mutual 
No way, not. Oh, wait. wait, hang on, wait, Don. Wait, wait, wait. You, you cut phone, out. Don, your your phone broke up at the, at the most pertinent point of the story. So you told them you met at a pool party. Now what? Hello. Hello, Don. <laughs> so Don. you yeah. said so you said that you guys met at a pool party, and then what? The story that you actually tell people is what? The story that I tell people is just that we met at the pool party. What I leave out is that I went home with his friends that night. Hello. Okay. Okay. There's the truth. Does no one know that? Um. So he knows. Um. I think like his brother knows. Uh. Obviously, his friend knows. Um. And a couple of my friends, but like it's not something that I always add into. Story. But do you feel like you owe that to people? Now that I'm thinking, like, like does Don, she? Don doesn't owe that to anybody. Yeah. It, just, I think the only person I owe it to would be my boyfriend. You I, know what I, I mean? Comple- you know what? I completely agree. And I'm going to wrap up this this segment with with this call. Why Why does Jennifer owe his parents anything when it comes to honesty? Why when it she, comes to that part? Yeah. Why is that owed? Because well, I feel like it's not. I feel like you know you can share parts of your relationship. You don't have 100%. to share the full relationship. Hundred yeah. percent. Let's take this into like a committed relationship. Like if you and just just let's say you and Garage Boy got in a massive fight. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't owe the next day to walk in and like tell me all the details of what happened and who was right and who was wrong. Like yeah. There's things that I feel you have to keep private to keep your to keep that sanction of your relationship safe. Mm-hmm. What good is that going to do? Yeah. And there, I feel like in no way, shape, or form should Don be sharing that information with his parents. Because, like, what are they going to do with it? And why do yeah. they need that? And But really quick, how did your boyfriend feel about you hooking up with his friend at the pool party first? <laughs> we have been together for four years. Okay. Um, so, he, it was definitely something he had to get over in the beginning a little I bit. Bet, um, but at the same time, I had been friends with his group of friends for probably 10 years before I even met him. Okay, um, so that's fair. So it, it wasn't like it. an on-purpose thing. It was more like it I never happened. knew I was going to meet you. Yeah. And yeah. now that I have, I realize how much I love you. And yeah. you Hey, you don't have to prove anything to us. We're on your <laughs> side, right? We're just a radio show. What yeah. do we know? We don't, yeah. Well, uh, Don, thank you for your honesty this morning. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, Kramer and Jess. Mornings on Mix 106.5. Now. Now. now, these are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore Top Three with Jess. Number three. Get ready for some savings because Maryland's tax-free week is officially here. All this week, you won't have to pay the state's 6% sales tax on certain clothing items and shoes that cost $100 or less. And the first 40 bucks of any backpack purchase will be tax-free as well. Today is also National Back-to-School Prep Day, so this is good news for parents across the state getting their kids ready for back to school. But remember, tax week is not just for back to school. The savings are for everyone, and it runs through this Saturday. Very cool. Number two. Oscar Mayer gummy hot dogs are officially out now for the Halloween season. And no, they don't taste like actual hot dogs. Apparently, they have a fruity flavor is a miss if you ask me. I think that's kind of lame. The 40 pieces come in a pack, and so far, they have been seen at Walgreens and Walmart. Why do you think it's lame? You want to taste a hot dog candy? If it's a if it's a hot dog gummy thing, it should taste like a hot dog. I mean, they they look nasty no matter what. But like, don't you think it should taste like a hot dog? It shouldn't taste like an apple. I mean, like, in, what? In theory, yes. But who is in line at Walgreens and is like, you know what I could really use right now? <laughs> a dose of this 
hot dog candy. No. It's like when Harry Potter came out with those jelly beans. What do you mean they, like, they came out? No, that, that's the thing, though. That's, that's, that's thing. Yeah, that's know. the thing. But, like, I was like, who, it's like it tastes like poop. I'm like, like who, earwax. Who wants that? Like, why would you, it's why in the would movie. You want, why would you want a hot dog candy? If you if you have a jelly bean that says it's called earwax, it's not going to taste <laughs> like a pear, you know? Okay. I see, I see your theory, yes. Number one. She is finally setting the record straight. No, Martha Stewart is not dating Pete Davidson. Oh, Martha is squashing a silly rumor that's been floating around that she and Pete may have sparked up a romance following his split from Kim Kardashian. The 81-year-old said, quote, Pete Davidson is like the son I never had when asked if she could be his next lover, but she has invited him to come on her podcast. So the gossip began online after a photo of Martha was holding Davidson's hand as she posed for a photo with both him and Kim. And the picture has gone viral since Pete and Kim's breakup. But as far as the previous couple, the insider confirmed that the pair fully intend to stay friends. Is that not annoying to you? When everyone, they all say, we're just going to stay friends. Well, I'm just saying, no, I'm saying like, if you think that Pete Davidson really dates people not for attention... I think that this story alone That's messed up just to say. solidified. You think all the people he's dated Yo, are for attention? The man goes out and takes a picture with Martha Stewart holding hands. She was holding his hand. But like, come on. Right? That, right. No, that they were all three of them were in the picture. They were all at an event. That's why it started going viral. Pete wasn't like Martha, let me hold your hand. I just they're in the photo and Martha is super cozied up to him. And I mean she's a sweet lady, but also it's Martha Stewart. So when I when you see the headline you're like, Did hey. she possibly <laughs> I mean, I, I you know what I was thinking about last week was I can't wait for the Pete Davidson chapter to be closed. I'm just, I'm a little burnout on Pete Davidson. And it, it was cute at first, Ariana Grande. He's and minding his it's business. Just, it's just not, it's not cute anymore to me. I'm I, over feel, I feel bad for Pete. This is Jess and that was your top three. Right. What in the world is happening with our neighbors to the north? It's something that we could probably say every day of the week and would ring true in your heart. You'll know what I'm talking about. What the hell is happening in Pennsylvania? And we'll prove it to you again right now with a segment that we do called PA So Cray Cray. It's a weird place, that Pennsylvania, Jessica. But we love our neighbors in PA. We just like to shed light on the fact that more bizarre situations tend to come out of that area. Bro, what? Yeah. Like, Florida, hands down, weirdest place on the planet. Got it. Pennsylvania is the Florida of the North when yeah. it comes to news, at least. Kind of up there. So, when our strange neighbors above us, to be like, if this is an apartment building, they'd be the, they'd be the, the unit always causing the trouble, yeah. you know? So, our, our neighbors above us in Pennsylvania, y'all, this story is like, what? Let me take you to Cambria County, Pennsylvania. It's like to the east of Philly. Um, there's this 47-year-old woman. Her name is Christy Malzi. And she went to this car lot because she was going to confront a dude that she had been dating, okay? And she was very upset. And at one point, she actually was going to threaten him with a loaded shotgun. Okay. Now, the story could have ended there, and we probably wouldn't have thought much about it. Especially if it's just a threat. This probably wouldn't have even made the news. But this is where it goes from, like, normal to Pennsylvania, okay? Okay. So, they try to obviously get rid of this woman off the car lot. They lock her out of the building. 
and she could have gone home. She could have given up, but she didn't. Jess, what does she do? What do you think? Like, where does it? Where do you think this went weird? Where did this go weird to you? What does she do next? You couldn't guess this for a million dollars. I don't know. Does she like ruin? Does she? I, I could see her like. She's she's a shotgun in her hand. Keep that in mind. So she ha- she has the oh, shotgun yeah. actually. So it wasn't a threat. Does he just she does she just like start shooting up the cars? That that could have been it. That, that would be that my first been. assumption. Oh no, no no no! Not in true Pennsylvania fashion, Jess. She went to one of the the cars in the lot, and um, since she has been practicing witchcraft, witchcraft, she got her spell book out and set the car on fire. So it's like charmed right now. Wait, did she actually set the car on fire? Set the car. (laughs) I think it was a Ford Focus. Well, okay. So this is where it gets a little tricky. Has her spell book, pulls it out. Maybe she, she attempts to do... Some spells, but it didn't actually work. I know that's not going to shock many people. So what she did was she actually took several pages from the spell book and used it as like kindling to like well, ignite. Technically, it came from the spell book, so I don't want to mess with her. <laughs> she used she used her spell book to start a fire, and she lit the car on fire. Lit the car on fire. Car got lit on fire. She was arrested. She's facing charges right now for reckless burning, mm-hmm. terroristic threats, and simple assault. Her bail, mm-hmm. by the way, twenty five thousand dollars. Everybody wants to get her out in Pennsylvania. Y'all, what do you want me to say? There's a witch. Yeah. Not if you're a good witch. Not a good witch. Because a real witch would have been able to probably light the car on fire without just using a fire. No. But I mean, she used her book. She used the spells. P.A. so cray-cray. Jess swears that she stayed in a haunted Airbnb this weekend. And... I did. <laughs> I did stay at a haunted Airbnb. If you know nothing about Jessica... There's two things you should know. Well, three things. Number one, she loves her family a lot. Mm-hmm. Number two, she's very sensitive. Cries a lot. Number three, she's also a smidge on the dramatic side. No, part of that sensitivity is I am a very intuitive oh, person. All right. All right. So let's, I want to hear the evidence of why you think that when you were in Annapolis with your family this weekend, mm-hmm. why you think that you were in a haunted Airbnb. So before I found out the situation of this home, my boyfriend, Garage Boy, and I got to the house and were waiting for my family to get there. Before they were there, when we were approaching the house, I like felt a vibe. It wasn't a scary vibe, but I was like, mm, okay. It's fine. Wait, was it just because it was an old house? No. I feel like if you walked up to any old house, you'd probably be like, We no. live in Maryland. There's an old house on every single corner, okay? Yeah. But just even approaching the house, I felt like a little vibe. I walked in, and I was like, oh, we're not alone here. <laughs> okay? Like, immediately I walked in. This is broad daylight, and I'm like, we are definitely not by ourselves. We're walking around. We're, like, putting our stuff down, and it's a very, very old home. Yeah. But I could just sense that, like... I felt like there was something in the house. It wasn't scary, but like I also, it wasn't just him and I. So I was like, let's just go grab lunch and wait for them to come back. When we get back to the house, I find out that there's a possibility that the home was part of the Underground Railroad. That's what the owners believe. Okay. Because it's also part of a route where it was like where where the home is located, there's like a 90% chance that it was a safe house from okay. where it's at, which is t- which is definitely a possibility sure. here in Maryland. Absolutely. It does not mean it's haunted though. Still not sold on this yet. So Okay. 
some some family members and I or some of my family members go around the house and there are certain parts of the home that are like locked off to where they're like zip tied in. Wow. And it was like very weird. The third floor, like everything was cool on the first and second floor, but the third floor was like you just did not feel like you should have been on the third floor. And there were crosses in every single room. Okay, now and get, then I'm getting was, a little more freaked out. And then there was also a room that they called the skull room, where there was like a couple of pictures of like the Virgin Mary in there. And then they also had a camera in the room that was faced towards a door that was like locked. How, did they explain that? So in the uh, like booklet of when you get when you get to an Airbnb, <laughs> like, don't mind the crosses and the skulls. It's my fine. family finds out they didn't know this before they got there, but the people they're like, oh, and don't be. Don't be frightened if like some friends try to say hi to you at nighttime. Ah. It's known it's no it's known for that to happen. And so I find this out after the fact. And the first night that we stayed there, there was a point where I don't know what time it was, but both my boyfriend and I woke up out of a dead sleep at the same time. And we woke up and for like 30 or 45 minutes, both of us were just like terrified and it felt like something something was like in the room because both of us were like passed out and at this i wake up in like a cold sweat and it was just not okay so you didn't even stay the second night at all i couldn't stay the second night we stayed really really late but i was like i couldn't and another reason is because some of my family members were like making jokes like it was funny and i felt like they were gonna like upset the spirits. Wait, quick question. Did anybody else in your party other than Garage Boy think it was haunted or just you? Everyone. Everyone. I don't know. I'm not sold. Okay, that's fine. They'll come at, they'll come <laughs> they'll stay come you in your you. dreams. That's fine. And what, I was cool you, if they were if they didn't make jokes about it and they weren't like messing around about it. I I mean, I wasn't going to stay no matter what just cuz I couldn't handle it. But that's another thing. It's like, you got to respect the space. And the whole time I was like, I'm sharing this space with you. I'm not trying to like, you know, make fun of you. I'm trying to be respectful. I also thought it was like amazing that the home, if that was true, the home was part of the Underground Railroad. Like that's amazing. Okay. I want to know just by text alone though, like, does that feel haunted to you? Or is Jess just being dramatic? 410-583-1065. Do you think, really think that Jess stayed in a haunted Airbnb this weekend or she just being dramatic? She just told us a story a second ago. She, her family's in town. They rented an Airbnb in Annapolis. And the home was just saw a cross in the wall. And thought it was the, no, the home was part of the Underground Railroad. And see, this is why people like you think so, think it's all fun and games, and like it's true. <laughs> Jess woke up and she was scared, so she thought it was must have been haunted. No, you're tripping. No, give give me uh, top three reasons why you thought it was haunted, real quick, in case you're tuning in. There were trap doors in the home. Okay. And the third floor was, like, blocked off and, like, doors were, like, zip-tied from the inside and cameras were faced at, like, awkward places on the wall. Not even, like, trying to watch us, but trying to make sure nothing came out of a certain door. Yeah. And Garage Boy and I woke up in the middle of the night at the same time and we were, like, something's in the room. We asked you just to text us because I'm curious if, like, you, you know, I I know Jess really well and sometimes she's a, a smidge of the drama. No, I'm intuitive. Uh, text from the 4430. Wow, Jess, Hubby and I were in Naples this weekend, too. We hadn't been there for you. Okay. Um, Mama S said that she would have packed up and left that night because Jess literally left early. She went home, back to Towson. Yeah. Because she was too scared to stay two nights in a row. At like the 1130 at night, yeah. Text from the 951. You should have respected what you felt, Jess. There's too much history in Maryland, especially with slavery and the Underground Railroad. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Another text. Their spirits uh, may have not been able to cross over. As long as you don't mess with them, they will not mess with you. And I believe that, too. That's how I felt. I was being very respectful, and some family of mine was not. And I was not about to pay for their decisions. So I left and went home, gladly. What have you already told yourself about this week? Like, what are you already saying? It's Monday. It's 6.51. What are you telling yourself about this week? How's it going to go? The messages you're telling yourself. Think about that as we get into this segment called Mom's Monday Motivation. Uh, this is Mix 106.5, by the way. It's Kramer. Jess. On Monday, we do something called Mom's Monday Motivation on this radio show. Every Monday this time, you can tune in and get a dose of positivity because, let's be honest, there's not a ton of positive things about Monday. Hello. Uh, but that's what Mom does. She brings to the show. Hi, Mom. Hi, honeys. All the way from Georgia. She comes in every uh, every Monday to give, us, uh, to give us this little feel good. And my mom and I have a podcast, too. If you're looking for an extra podcast to add to your collection, we have a daily podcast called Certified Mama's Boy kind of just about life and we can go into more in-depth stuff and feel good it's a feel-good podcast uh it's uh, certified mama's boy on the odyssey app apple podcast spotify wherever you should podcast uh but for today on the radio show it's mom's money motivation what's happening mom so it's a quote from albert einstein the world as we have created it is a process of our thinking it cannot be changed without changing our thinking Ooh, so our thoughts are really you know what control us mm-hmm. and and what we think and if our life is unpleasant in any way we should really pay attention to what we're thinking most especially about ourselves mm-hmm. that's you true. know that's what true. we think about ourselves and say to ourselves about ourselves we really need to be conscious of that yeah what do you think? Because though, like, if that we, creates the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. If if we all sat here though and said like, "Oh my God, we just love being awake this early on Monday. It's the best." Um, <laughs> do you think that we would genuinely start to enjoy Mondays? Yeah, not right away. <laughs> I mean, Obviously, not, not right away. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and that's, we'll not before three thing. cups of coffee. There's no. We can't <laughs> lie to ourselves and be like. Uh, I'm not tired. If you're tired, you're tired. But you can go into the day of like, I'm tired, but I'm excited for this. I'm tired, but today is a fresh start because of this. So I feel like it's, you have to combat those negative or annoying thoughts that tend to bring you down with a positive thought to pick you up because that's the only, I mean, that's the only way that you can go about it. That's the only way you can survive, you know? It's the only way you're going to get through this. Mm But it is true. Like even I've always said yeah. this too. Even if you can just find one ounce of positivity in any situation, it could be the crappiest situation ever. But if you could just find one ounce of this reality mm-hmm. that you're creating that has just a little bit of positivity, yeah. Yeah. how about this? How about this? There's some people, go with me here, that didn't make it to today. They didn't make it. Like you get a chance to walk mm-hmm. into this Monday. And who knows? It could be the best day of your life. You don't know. You don't know at this point in the day, you know? But a lot of people didn't get the opportunity to, but you do. So, does that work? Mm-hmm. Kind of? Y'all with me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we, we call this Mom's Monday Motivation. Our podcast is Certified Mama's Boy on the Odyssey app. and uh, Wherever you get your podcast, it's there. I promise. Uh, Mom, until next week, that's it. I love you. Okay, honeys, love you forever. How would you feel if your kid's school could go through their cell phone at any time, basically read any text message ever sent, and they had the right to do so? Because this has become a massive debate on the internet this morning. It's mixed, by the way. Hi, it's Kramer. It's Jess. 
It's you? There's a woman that tweeted this out. Basically, uh, she said, my daughter's school released a new cell phone policy that includes, quote, school officials can read any text message between students, even if the text occurred outside of school hours. So basically, as long as it's a text message chain between two different students, the school says we have full access to it. Now that we're like two weeks back or two weeks away from school getting back here in Maryland, basically, how do you feel about that? Because... This mom, obviously, her stance is like, she told her daughter, she's saying, your phone is is your property. And if anybody has to read your text, you can tell them to call me and ask before they go through. Now, this this has gone viral over the weekend, right? Mm -hmm. But how do we feel about that? Because the school is trying to argue for a couple different reasons. It's safety, because maybe there is something that's going on when it comes to... Could there be a school shooting that was prevented because of it? Also bullying. Bullying. What if there's cheating going on? And they just feel like they want to have the right, not that they're going to go through it all the time, but basically at any point, a teacher should be able to say, let me see your phone, and they see another student's name, they should be able to go through it and read anything and everything. How do you feel about that, Jess? I don't like that being able, I don't don't like that at any time, whenever I say. I think if there is a situation and it pertains to the situation where it could help assist or whatever, they need to find something out. I think it would make more sense where a phone could be confiscated and taken and then with then parents could get called in, students can get called in. So everyone's aware the situation is why do I need to go through these messages? Why do I need to look at your phone versus a teacher in the classroom just being like, give me your phone. I'm going to open your text messages. So you'd be okay if the phone was taken away. Parents were called in. Everybody was in the same room reading these text messages together. And we knew the situation and like everyone agreed and thought it was important as, as for the reason why we needed to go through things. Because I also think things can get out of hand sure. for a teacher to be able just to take a phone and read messages whenever they want I okay so I just try to put this in adult terms I realize kids aren't adults at all but imagine if your company put a policy out that said hey we can go through and by the way I mean some they of your, can I mean some like of your work companies email, can yeah yeah like some of your work so like is, is that different if your company's policy is we can go through your work email and, any, and by the way if you have a work cell phone yeah they have full access to anything you ever send on that work Most laptop of them. in general work laptop mm-hmm. they have right to all of it mm-hmm so does it really? Is it really different than the real world, parents? I would love for your text messages on this this morning because I don't really know how you would feel about that. This school, and I, I don't, I don't think they actually said where it was. Just a trending tweet this morning, talking about, hey, as a school, we can basically do whatever we want with your kids' text messages as long as it's two students talking back and forth. We're allowed to go through it. Text us, parents. How do you feel about that? Four ten five eight three. 106.5. Mix 106.5. It's Kramer and Jess. Okay. By the, the way, reading all these text messages asking about how do you feel about you, the, your kid's school being able to go through their phone at all times, it looks like everyone is completely turned off by this idea. Yeah. This text right here, I don't feel that teachers should be able to read text messages. They don't pay the bill. It's not their property. That's a Unless good they feel it's unsafe, they can call the parents to come in. That's a good point. So that's kind of like the general consensus of all these messages we're getting right now. This one says, as a teacher, I think it's absolutely absurd. So even like seeing that side, yeah. you know, that you guys would feel the same way about it this morning. Okay. It's Kramer and Jess. We are due for a talk me out of it update right now. I the phones are ringing like crazy this morning, but I can't so far no word from anonymous. Really quick though, let's catch up on the story in case you weren't here last week with our talk me out of it. 
Anonymous was given a hall pass by his wife. They've been together nine years, and during a drunken evening, he basically confessed to her that he can't imagine being intimate with just one person for the rest of his life. And so she said, fine, I'll give you a hall pass. And so we're not sure if he took it with an old high school flame over the weekend. I'm trying to. Hang on, let me get this one. Hang on. Uh, next six five. hello, is this Anonymous? Uh, no. Crap. Okay. Hi. What, how, how might we help you? Um, I was calling for a radio station trying to win tickets to the oh, state. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, you called the right station. Uh, we, we've already given out tickets for a day. Same time tomorrow, okay? Okay, cool. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I mean, I got nothing. Yeah. No other phone lines ringing. Mm-mm. Everyone before was still just asking about fair tickets. I think what we have here is a what we call an unsolved mystery. Talk me out of an unsolved mystery. Which I friggin' hate these. I knew this was gonna happen. I'm not surprised right now at all. That we didn't hear back? Yeah. I had a feeling this was gonna Okay, happen. so what we do, so this is how Talk Me Out of It works, is we we just say, hey, listen, we we just we're curious of what happens. Call us back. Which he agreed to call us back, he did. by the way. He did. We and we always get their permission. We say the exact time, mm-hmm. eight twenty. Call us back. We yeah. went through the phones. Nobody here. So we always say, if we don't hear back, we just have to assume the worst has happened. And we told him that, and he was like, no, for sure, I'll call you back. So in this situation, why why are you so sure he didn't call us back? What's the unsolved? We just have to make up the conclusion to the story unless we get something else later after the show. I think that he took the hall pass. I thought I thought he was going to take it even... He had already decided that's what he wanted to do before he called us. I think he was just get hoping just for some more validation on the situation. I think he did it, and... I don't know if him and his wife are still together still together this morning, to be honest. You think he used us to, like, gas him up, pretty much? Yeah. And then he did it. Because we got, what, only one call in favor, right? Right? We only got one or two. Majority, majority was, was don't no. do it. But we did get one, and he kept making that comment. Well, that caller said, well, that woman said it worked for her. Like, he kept bringing it up, like, holding on to it. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I thought his mind was already made up before he he just Honestly, if I'm being honest, and he may be listening to this, he just, he kind of sounded like a wimp a little bit. A wimp? Like a wimp, like a, a, like, I don't think he would actually do it. He sounded so insecure with it. I don't think he would have called the radio station if he was so, if his mind was so made up. I did not get that vibe at all. I thought he just wanted more of a reason to do what he wanted to do in the first place. Oh, we don't know. And this sucks. I hate when these happen. Because all we're stuck with is like, I don't know. But we'll keep, we'll, you know, if we get any updates of what actually happened, we'll let you know. But that's, that's all we got this week for talking me out of it. Kramer, we have a very upset listener on the phone for you right now. Who? Her name is Taylor. What line? Four. Uh, Taylor, I heard there's a problem. Uh, there is a little problem. And what's that? My daughter and I were on our way to drop her off to take care, yeah. and she heard in the background you say crap. Crap. And she told me to pay. <laughs> yes, and she said that you said a bad word and said you had to put a penny in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was I was the have one to put two pennies in the jar for her. You owe her two pennies, Kramer. <laughs> that that is incredible. I I feel like 
I feel like I should have to pay this up too. I do not want to go against your parenting and make these kids believe they can just walk around saying this bad language. The destruction of America starts with stuff with garbage like this. They start hearing this stuff on the radio. They think that if Kramer can do it, why can't everybody else do it? Yeah, he's not above the swear jar. To Wait. where she couldn't hear you, but she could hear you. She has that, better ears than me. Well, that is so funny. That is so funny. Well, uh, is, is she with you right now? Yes, she is. Miss. Haven, come here. Someone wants to apologize to you. <laughs> say hi. Hi. Hi, Haven. Did I did I say a bad word? Yes. What What was the bad? Do you remember the bad word that I said? You can say it. You're, you're allowed to say it. Just just once. Music fat. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure I said it? Yeah. And and what happens, Haven, what happens when you say bad words? What's what's the punishment? You can put up your jar or get soap in your mouth. Well, oh, so I can I can put a penny in the penny jar or I can get soap in my mouth. I think I'm gonna take the penny. I think I like okay. soap. You only get one. Uh, only only one penny in the penny jar. Yeah. Okay, would that make things right? If if I how about this? If I mail you a penny, will that make things good between you and I? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what. How about I mail you a penny and a couple extra goodies because you were able to to be a responsible young lady and and call out when people are doing bad things. How about that? Okay. Would that make everything good between us? Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. That's what we're going to do then, okay? Okay. Okay, Haven. Thank you for calling. Have a good day. Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you think we've earned it, give us five stars. Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 106.5 Baltimore. And check out the Kramer and Jess Uncensored podcast at KramerandJess.com.